My name is Giovanni. And I am Miranda. We are Far From Normal. Welcome back to episode 61 of our business series. Wow. So final part of our business series. Woo! We made it to the end. So exciting. Final part of season one. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Very true. Last episode. <laughs> so the focus of this episode will be entrepreneurship. We've been super excited to have this guest on this episode and have planned out an entire little outline for everything. We have so many questions. So yeah, Miranda, would you like to like do a little introduction? Yeah. yeah. So um, previously we had a conversation with a nonprofit business CEO. And today we are going to have a conversation with a business CEO and, or no, not co-founder, founder, founder, um, Cheryl. She is the founder of Majestic Interior Designs. She's an ISU grad, and she's a very active member in our community at Bloomington Normal. Would you like to add to that introduction, Cheryl? Not necessarily. I would just say, you know, I opened up in 2015, so I'm glad to be here. I'm really glad to be a part of our business community, and I would say also that I happen to be chair of the board of the McLean County Chamber of Commerce at this time. Ooh, that's cool. It's fun. Yeah. So kind of like getting, starting from the beginning, how did you get into your career? Like, where did you start and what made you decide to become the person you are today? Sure. Well, that's a good question. Um, I won't make it too long. So I guess I would say it started out with the fact that I inherited artistic ability, right? So my mom's an artist, my sister is, my brother, questionable. (laughs) But uh, anyway, so I just, I knew that I wanted to use my abilities, but I didn't want to do art for a living, right? So um, when I was in my late 20s, that's when I figured out I wanted to go into interior design. And so I actually called a local store here in Bloomington. It's now since closed. But I asked her, hey, can I just come in and talk to you and find out how you got started and what path you recommend I go on, which is what I tell a lot of college students when I talk to them, like, talk to somebody who's doing what you want to do. Find out, you know, if the everyday life of what they're doing is what you want. So I talked with her and I probably about two hours. And then she offered me a job on the spot. So I started working for her for six years. And uh, until she decided to close her business, she was done. She moved. And then I opened up mine in uh, 2006. I think I said 2000. I meant 2006. (laughs) Sorry, I've had it for 15 years. But I opened it in 2006. Wow. Sounds like some good networking that you did there. Those are all those. I guess so. They tell us at Butler. You know, I'll tell you when I, when I met her for the first time, I was not looking for a job with her. I was like, where should I go to school? What kind of degree do I need? You know, what skills do you recommend that I would um, get into to, to be in this uh, career path? And so I was not intending to, to get high, take a job that day, but I did. And I learned so much from her. I learned what to do. I learned what not to do. And by the time she closed her business, I learned um, things I would want to have in, include in my business if I did open up my own. So I was ready to go at that time. That's awesome. Um, so within the interior design business, what kind of stuff do you do every day? Like what does your typical day look like? So that's the really fun part is there's no typical day. Okay. Awesome. So and that's what I would say I love about it because never, never, ever do I have a day that's the same. Um, for example, today I went out to an attorney's office and looked at her office space for her and going to help her find some um, paint colors and some carpet and some desk furniture. I went to Carpet Weavers today and I found commercial carpet for an eye doctor um, here in town. 
because they had a basement that flooded. So I had to find flooring, wall color, wall covering. Um, other days I'm designing tile lights out, tile layouts for backsplashes, for kitchens, for residential homes, choosing countertops, paint colors, hardware for cabinetry, flooring for, um, and lighting for homes. So it's really, really different every day. So there is no typical day. And I will tell you that every day I'm at work, it is, oh my gosh, it's two o'clock. Oh my gosh, it's three o'clock. Like there's never a day I've come to work and been like, oh, it's only three o'clock. I, I need like 12 more hours a day to, to be able to do what I do, I feel like. So no typical day, but it makes it work really, really fun. Yeah, that sounds so busy, but also so fun and so interesting. Interesting. Um, so like kind of going backwards a little bit, you mentioned that like you inherited like some artistic um, abilities from like your family and then you also like worked for someone for like six years. Do you think um, you've gotten any influence like from them like in terms of like how you design and like what kinds of things you put together or are there any other like big influences that you use within like coming, I don't know, coming up with different things in interior design? Yeah, yeah, so I'll answer that. Um, So I would say, my my time working with the lady at the store that I did that was very influential to me because I was learning everything right then right so I learned how she dealt with customers and how it is to go into people's homes and you're in their space and then they write you a check and they're trusting you with their money right uh that was all new to me so um I learned a lot from her definitely she influenced my style um I would also say I learned some things that I didn't want to do as well. Like, so for example, I worked in a retail store with her and I learned, I had done tons of retail, you know, growing up in the mall or whatever. And I knew that when I one day opened up my own business that I didn't want to have a retail or hours. So when I opened this up and it still is this day, it, the door says by appointment only. Now we are very welcoming and anybody's welcome to walk in that door anytime. But if you show up at like two or three in the afternoon or even say 11 o'clock when we're all out at appointments, there might not be anyone here to answer the door, uh, but it works out really well for myself and my team. It allows us to not be tied to a desk, not be tied to a retail store where I'm trying to sell product off the floor and I have to buy an inventory and then I have to clearance it out. So basically everything we order in is to number one, look pretty in the studio, but then number two, we do use it to sell these items to our clients. So I would say that that was a big influence for, for me to know that I didn't want to do retail my whole life. And basically we make our own schedules and everybody's works here is really happy because they can work from home if they want, or they can go out to people's homes and, and do the work we need to do. So that was a big influence. Um, and I would say on an everyday basis, you know, working with clients, they're my influence, right? So if I'm going into their home and I'm listening to what they like and what they don't like, that definitely influences the things I'm going to choose and help them select. So each client in their own way is definitely a huge influence in, in my work that I do. Cool. And you're talking about all your entrepreneurship stuff. And that kind of reminded me, um, what kind of steps did you have to take to start your business? Like, was it relatively easy to go from working in that retail position to starting your own one? Or were there some challenges, that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, I was very lucky that um, when the other lady decided to close her store, um, I will tell you, I did not think about being an entrepreneur. I would have been content to work for her for years because I'm a very content person. But then when she decided to close hers and move, I was left with no, not really a choice. And I'm like, well, and there wasn't really another firm in town that I could have gone to work for. So I was lucky in the fact that um, my husband at the time and I happened to own this building that I'm in right now on El Dorado Road. And he said, Cheryl, just put your business in there. So that worked out that I did not have to rent a space 
that we already own a business place um, in a location that's really great faces Veterans Parkway. So that was easy. Setting it up online was easy with the state. Um, I happen to have accountants already that I worked with. I happen to have an accountant, um, accountants and an attorney that I worked with to help get it set up. So it was not extremely expensive for me to do so. And I would say it was fairly easy to do so because of my business experience. I already had some of these things in place that I needed to do. Um, probably the biggest one was I had to set up QuickBooks. So QuickBooks Online is amazing. I highly recommend it to other entrepreneurs out there. It can work for a multitude of types of businesses and it makes it really easy. So all of us can be online at the same time. My teammates can be working from home. We can all get on it at the same time and we can all work off of it. So that's how we send out our estimates and invoices and things like that. So I would say it's been a fairly easy transition. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Kind of so like, cool. oh, sorry, <laughs> kind of um, off of that, like, how do you like maintain your like working relationships? You have like a schedule where like you guys get together and like, do you have any like special events that you do to make sure that everyone's in like a good place or to make sure you can yeah. with, um, all the events going on? That's a great question because I think what that would be called like your team culture or your, your work culture, you know, and um I'm not bragging, but that's something they actually got an award for <laughs> a couple of years ago was uh, promoting my team culture. And I hope, you know, I take that as a compliment. Um, but that's really important because you do want to make sure you're listening to your teammates on an individual basis. So I will make time to go to lunch with them and we'll just talk about work. And are you happy and what's good and what, what should we change and what should we do? So I definitely get together with them on an individual basis, which is very, very valuable. Um, we have a team of six here. And then we also do team meetings once a month. I have been so busy last month or two, I haven't been able to hold those, but um, yes, we get together once a month and we talk about um, what are challenges that we're having with individual clients? What are the things that have worked for us? Who are the good contractors that have given us a good experience? Um, so we share this information back and forth. So together we can become a better team and it also helps us put processes in place. You know, hey, when we give someone an estimate, we need to follow up in this way or with this paperwork or come up coming up with our new client folders that we give to every new client. So I would say we've definitely improved over the years, uh, 15 years of business. And it's not because of me, it's because of my team and me, just me maybe listening to them because they have great ideas. And when you put all those brains on it together, you just get better. So it's, it's been a great thing for all their, their input. I very much appreciate them. Yeah. Are there any challenges in managing people? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, challenges in managing people. So I will say this in general, I don't have to manage people per se very much because they basically, as long as they run our process that we do at Majestic and taking on new clients and do it in the process that we need, they can do it on their own time and in their own way. And if they, if their kid is sick and they need to work from home, uh, it works out for them. So I don't really have a lot of managing per se of my team that I have to do. It's more so collaboration and, and how are we gonna make Majestic better? Um, and what are we gonna do to improve our processes? So, but I can't really say there's any challenges. Um, you definitely have personality differences, right? So I am extremely extroverted, love going out, love, networking, you know, chamber events, that sort of thing. But my team, very different personalities. They like to do their work and go home. And they're not into dinners and lunches and committee, committees and board meetings, you know, like I am. So, um, and that's okay. I don't expect that from them. That's something I do because I personally enjoy it. But I will tell you, it does bring business. I don't do all of that stuff to get business. I just like to make thousands of new friends and then it just works out. <laughs> 
Makes sense. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a follow-up um, to the question. Like, I know that you're like super busy. You're always doing different things. Also like helping manage um, people sometimes. Um, how do you maintain like a work-life balance? Do you like set aside time to like make sure you're away from work or is that just like a constant thing? So it's a constant thing. And so mm-hmm. and I, will, I will say this, when, when you are an entrepreneur, and again, depending on the type of business you have, right? But for me, work and life blends into the same thing. So I may be sitting home and my husband's watching some movie that's action that I could care less to see. And I'm literally sitting there on my laptop looking for live pictures because you know what? That's more fun than watching blood on the movie. So I, it, it's, it's the same thing for me. I don't um, have a separation. So a lot of times for an entrepreneurial, you'll find that your business does become part of your life. And I will say this, if you love what you do and you're super passionate about it, you may not need that extreme separation, right? And, but I will also say this, I don't have kids. I have a cat. So mm-hmm. I'm able to take this and do my work on vacation a little bit. You know, I don't have those other responsibilities that other people may have. So for me, it works for me. Other people may want more of a separation, you know, like some people on my team do, but, um, I like integrating it. I like be going on vacation, getting on my laptop before I go on the beach and doing a little work and paying some vendors, following up with what I need to. So I, again, enjoy my work. So it's never, it's never a burden. Yeah. Gotcha. That's really cool. Um, yeah, that's really cool that you enjoy working there so much and you enjoy, you're so passionate for it. Um, are there any outside of the work-life balance? Cause obviously you have that pretty much to a T. Are there any issues with being like self-employed besides that? I would just say if you're an entrepreneur and self-employed, you're going to have to put in a lot of hours, you know, depending on how much you want to grow your business. So I would say I put in a lot of hours a week. I mean, it's definitely over 40, but then at the same time, I'm busy with all of my other community events and board meetings, et cetera. And that's another probably 20 hours sometimes, um, you know, when you add up, cause I'll meet clients on weekends, I'll do things on weekends. I'll go find, I'll go to the furniture store on weekends. Um, so again, it's very integrated. So um, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just okay. lots of activities to do. Busy, lots busy. Of activities. I have a very full calendar and I happen to like it that way. And everyone else thinks I'm nuts, but it's all right. <laughs> do you have to do like all the ins and outs of the business? I know you said something earlier about like accountants. Do you like, are you just doing like managing and like sales yourself? And then you have like finance and accountant outside. Yep. So accounting, well, I I actually have a a bookkeeper, right? So Valerie does all of our bookkeeping. She's the one who enters the bank statements, the receipts, the credit card payments, all of that and reconciles that whole thing. So that is her almost kind of like a full part-time job that she does for us. Um, There's bookkeeping that I do as well. And it's going to be paying vendors. I want to see what's coming through the bank accounts. I want to see the money going, coming in and going out. So I manage that part of it and and taking care of making payments to um, the vendors and that sort of thing. Um, But as far as like the accountant and attorney, yes, that's all farmed out, not here in our studio, because that ends up being kind of a small portion of it. There's legal paperwork I have to fill out every year annually. Not a big deal. They'll send me the paperwork. I sign it with a check and it's done. And then uh, bookkeeping, um, like I said, Valerie takes care of that on an everyday basis, but accounting that's usually like a one or two year kind of thing where they're doing my taxes for me at the end of the year. And then we have conversations about that. So I have people outside of here to do that. Gotcha. Is any of that boring to you that you have to do? Sorry, Shivani. 
Um, so I will tell you this, my strength is not in numbers. Okay. And I will be the first one to tell a client that and I'm like, well, you know, I'm really good at like finding all the fabrics and the finishes and planning a space. But then when it comes time to do the estimates, that takes me a bit longer because I really have to focus on it. I can't be running around on that day doing 5 million appointments. I have to sit at my office desk and focus and get those numbers right because I cannot mess up an estimate. Otherwise, I lose my any profit I would make. So I have to get estimates right. And then I have to, um, you know, invoicing. That's I have to be very careful with that. I want to make sure I'm you know, if someone changed their mind on a light fixture, that that's off the invoice. Um, we replaced it with the correct one. I'm that I go over those things with, with a very fine tooth comb and in very much detail. And I will tell you, it's not my favorite thing, but I still have to do it. And it's part of my, part of my work. So, um, sometimes I procrastinate a little bit on that. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, I'll get your bill to you eventually, you know, Clients don't seem to mind that too much though sometimes, <laughs> but yes, so that, that's the part where it takes me a little bit more sit down and, and focus time. Yeah. So kind of like another like follow-up question to that. Um, I know like all aspects of like the business are like really important, but would you say that like there are specific aspects of running a business that are more important? Like say marketing, is that more important than like maybe taking care of your finances and maybe putting off that bill a little, a little bit longer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question too. Um, I would definitely say in, in, in my business, in our business, it's relationships, mm -hmm. right? So when we are in someone's home, in someone's business, and again, they're trusting you with a check and they're saying, Hey, I'm paying you to visualize what I want to have in my space and enjoy every day. So it's really about getting to know those people. It's about getting to know um, their business, what their business values and climate and culture are, or their personality and say their kids and their pets and their dogs and cats, you know, so how they live in the space and how they get to um, enjoy their environment. I'm in charge of that, right? So I take it very seriously. I take it very se seriously that people trust us and with their treasure and, and do the best I can with it. So um, that's what I would say. Yeah, it's, um, it's relationships, probably number one. And then I would say number two, just our talent. We have to be talented. I can't just hire anybody who, who may not have the skills to be able to put things together that work well. So yeah, to do this, you have to have that a little bit of, of innate ability to be able to um, put things together for people. Yeah. And then finances and stuff can come after, but people are hiring us because they like us, I hope, and that we can do a good job for them. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. You're talking a little bit about relationships and I was wondering, have the relationships like with COVID, have they been affected at all? Is it harder to maintain relationships? Um, you know, I would say COVID did give, give us a little bit of challenge, you know, um, and, but how we handled that was, is we started doing things remotely, right? So I would do a Zoom, you know, like we're doing now and I can do a presentation and then I can put it in the mail. So I've actually had a client in Chicago I've been helping remotely in the same way. We've done, I've done FaceTime with a client in Lincoln right now. And, you know, honestly, I didn't think about that a whole lot as an opportunity until COVID happened. And then I'm like, oh, well, if I can't come over to your house, we can just zoom it and I can save you a trip fee too. Let's just do this online. So, um, so yeah, it's, I would say it, pro it provided some opportunities for us to learn and adapt to our processes as well. Yeah. Cool. Makes sense. I've definitely observed that with a lot of different businesses, even like within like the financial services industry, like helping yeah. people with like insurance and stuff. You can just schedule a Zoom meeting and get that over with. It's so yeah, cool. it gave us a new way to think about how we can do things, some new opportunities. Absolutely. 
Um, so I had like another random question, but like, have you noticed any like um, changes and like trends in interior designing, like from the time you started till like now, is there like more modern trends now or has that changed at all? So the one thing I'm going to, I'm going to tell you in general, I'm going to answer that question, but yes. So trends in interior design change all the time. Mm. But what I will say is the biggest difference from when I started to 2006 to now is that trends are changing more quickly. So think about it. The more people are exposed to things on the internet, the more they're seeing this new thing and that new thing and this new thing. You don't have to wait to get a catalog in the mail monthly anymore to see what the new trends are. You just Google it. You find it online. You find it on house.com. So that's one thing that I would say has completely changed is that people's exposure to what's new. And so people are coming to us going, well, you know, we redid the house 10 years ago and now it looks outdated, right? Because they're being exposed to what's happening out there. So that's really made a big difference. Um, and I would say in conjunction with that, um, part of that is people are maybe wanting to buy things that maybe don't last 50 years. They're gonna buy things that last 10 years, right? So that sofa someone bought and thought it was gonna last most of their marriage, they're like, okay, I've had this for 10 years and I don't want blue anymore. I'm ready for the new, the new green or emerald green or whatever's out there. So that's in general how I would answer that question. But otherwise, yes, trends are changing all the time. I mean, it's even seasonally, spring, fall, you know, you have things changing. Mm, got it. Have the trends, like the changing of the trends affected the business internally at all? Like, is it sometimes hard to keep up with them? Um, I will say that we have to order in a lot more samples. So when it comes to countertops, like quartz countertops that we sell, um, rug samples, for example, um, we have to order in a lot more samples just because trends are changing so quickly and we have all neutral rugs or we have all blue rugs or we have whatever. Um, again, so we're having to bring in different things all the time just to have at our fingertips what's happening out there. Absolutely. So um, like we've talked about like different trends, but I'm curious, like, what is your style? How would you describe like your personal style and like what you like? <laughs> sure. So th that's a fun question. And I do have, I do have a style. So we're exposed to many, many things, right? I would say in general, I personally like things that are luxurious. I like walking into my home and feeling like I'm staying at a wonderful five-star hotel with great carpeting, great lighting, marble in the bathroom, uh, that sort of thing. So whenever I do get a client who likes that sense of luxury, um, it's even more fun for me to do because I get to use a little velvet or a little silk or something that, that makes their space luxurious, right? So it is fun when you get to do something that's your taste. It makes it really, really easy to do. But I will say, um, in addition to that, it is also fun when you have someone that's completely not your style because then it's a challenge in a fun way to figure out what their style is and to really pull that together for them. And when you pull that together for them and it's their style and their look, and it's not my personal look, it's very fulfilling if they love it, right? That means I did a good job and it wasn't even my personal taste. So it's very satisfying. Um, I'm curious, like, is that kind of like those talents you were talking about, like being able to figure out things that aren't your style or like what other talents were you saying that people needed to have to work in the yeah, business? Yeah, yeah, um, definitely in, in the artistic world. So yes, um, being able to just know what balances, say you're going to accessorize bookcases, right? And you need to mm -hmm. put all the accessories and they need to be perfectly balanced aesthetically. So when you stand back and look at it, you're nothing looks off. It looks, it looks fulfilling. It looks pleasing. And some people can look at that and go, 
I don't know why, but that looks good, right? Well, we know why. We know what makes those balances happen. And so um, that's definitely that's definitely a big part of it. So having that skill and being able to do it, even if it's not your personal style, definitely is a talent you have to have. Absolutely. Do you think you can build on that talent? Do you think like you can learn like different skills to maybe better it? Yes, absolutely. So, and that's where I kind of like the challenge of going into something, maybe say it's a historical home, right? And the historical home, they want to keep it to um, that year that the house was built or around there. So then I'm looking for light fixtures that were from that time period or wallpaper from that time period um, and finding a ways to incorporate that with the architecture. So I would say this, we learn things every day. So things that are not our personal style we're having to investigate and educate ourselves on. So it makes it really fun. So if you love to learn like I do, it's a great place to be. That's cool. This is very unrelated to anything that we're talking about. But last week we had um, Susan Saunders on the ra- on the, from the radio speak on our podcast about being a woman yeah. in the broadcasting industry. And I was wondering if there were any challenges you've had to face as a woman CEO, a woman business creator. Um, that's great. I love Susan. She's awesome. I just saw her the other night. Um, so being a woman owner, I would say, you know what? And, and, and from my perspective, I don't feel like it. So I'm very much in the world of men, especially being chair of the McLean County Chamber Board of Commerce. So I'm a lot, I'm around a lot of businessmen. I just joined, um, a small group they have there and it's mostly men. There's just a couple of us women. But thank goodness I get along with men and I really like them as friends and it all works out. So I will say this, I think it has to do with your personality sometimes. And I think it can be easy sometimes as a woman to feel intimidated. And I just don't, I look at everybody as my peer and I don't think of them as men or women. And I will walk right up to a group of men and join their conversation. I don't think a thing of it, I guess. (laughs) Awesome. Cool, yeah. Like you said, like personality, how would you like describe like a personality that would, I guess, get along with people? Like, is it like extroverted social sort of thing? And is there like certain things that just click better? Yeah. I mean, I would say number one, it's really important to like people, right? If you're, if you're one of those people who's like, oh, I don't like so-and-so and grumble, grumble, this wouldn't be a good job for you, right? You, I would say you have to kind of like most people, um, which I do. I love people. The more friends I have in my life, the happier I am. So I try to always make friends with whoever my clients are. Um, and as far as personality type goes, it, it works really well for me because I am such an extreme extrovert. But I will tell you, most of my designers here, they're way more introverted. Now, I look at introversion and extroversion as, as a, not something where like you're shy or you're outgoing. It's more like how you like to recharge, right? So I recharge by being around people and introverts recharge and they can go work all day. They can extrovert all day, go meet those clients and do a great job. But at the end of the night, they need to be home with their family or in their house or in their sofa or bed recharging where me, I kind of just go all day and night. And if I have meetings and social events at night, it just recharges me more. So I, I think it can be either personality type that does this type of work if you're an introvert and you're highly introverted, which means you are kind of shy and you maybe don't want to get out there and meet people, you can still join this, this business, but maybe you say you're the person who does CAD designs behind the scenes. You're the person that's designing where the tables go in the restaurant and you're picking things out and you're doing layouts versus having those conversations about, so how does your family like to do this? And how does your business like to do this? They can do behind the scenes work. 
and I think enjoy it very much. Do you have any advice for any, well, not even just women, anyone wanting to start their own business or, you know, do the networking type events and how to start off in that? Yeah, I do. I really believe in networking because again, the business I have is, is because of the people that I know. So I think networking is huge. I, I love going to chamber events. It can be a little intimidating when if, if you walk into a room full of strangers, you don't feel, you know, um, so, you know, just finding one person you're comfortable with asking them what they do, not being able, not being afraid to talk about your own business. Um, I think it takes a lot of courage to start your own business because you have this sense of the big F what if I fail, you know, and, and that of course enters your mind. But I'll tell you, if it ever does enter my mind at all, I'm like, stop it, stop, stop. Like, I am not even going to let my brain go there because I believe I help create my own self and my business future. So I just don't let my brain go there. The big F is, is not an option for me. You have to make it and you find a way to make it. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Don't, don't even let those words come across your, your mind and you just keep going. You do the best you can and things work out. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so like, kind of like um, thinking about like the future, where do you see yourself in the future, like in terms of interior design? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I actually have another career goal. So I love Majestic Interior Design. I hope it continues and does well. And I'd love to see it keep going. But actually, my little secret um, design career path that I want to take one day is no joke is doing movie or TV set design. So whenever I watch a movie or TV, I'm always like, I know that wallpaper, I know that lamp. And I'm looking at how they have trash in the alley if it's too symmetrical. And I'm like, that's not realistic. Why do they put all that trash there? You know, like that's the kind of thing I think when I watch a movie, I'm not paying attention to Game of Thrones. I'm thinking about how many hours it took for that candle wax to melt to the floor. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so who knows? We'll see. We'll see if I get there one day. So how secret is this? Are we not allowed to release it? No, you can release it. <laughs> it's, that's, it's that's fine. Really, that sounds super cool. Like, I can't imagine watching a movie and being like, ah, oh, that poster needs to be two inches to the Exactly. <laughs> or like you're watching The Office and I, I'm looking at the magnets, you know, looking at what was at that time frame that that show was produced in. So no, it's it's not a secret. I, I plan to keep, and my hope and goal is to keep Majestic doing well and running and I have a great team here. So, um, you know, I can maybe swing a couple of things, but we'll see. I, I swing a few things right now. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. That's really cool. It's really, really cool. And so Thanks. interesting too. I've never really like thought about that. So definitely really excited for you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'll be watching credits and your name will be on the bottom. <laughs> I'll be like, Oh my God, I had her on a podcast. <laughs> maybe one day, maybe one day. <laughs> Yep, that's my hope. <laughs> yeah, so we're basically out of time. We've had, we had a great episode so far, so we wanted to end with a final question. Um, sure. At the end of the day, what is the most rewarding part of your job? The most rewarding part of my job is when my clients are happy. When they are like, you know what? We love our kitchen. We love our furniture. We love our space. We love everything. There is nothing more rewarding than that to me. And I will tell you, yes, we do this for a profit, but just having people be really, really happy with what we've done is what makes it for me. If I've ever had a client not happy with one thing, I will send them a check back, you know, and that that's probably happened two times in my 15 years. Right. Um, but I having my clients happy is the most important thing for me. And it's the most fulfilling. That's why I do what I do. Okay. 
love that. It's amazing. Thank you so, so, so <laughs> much for being on our episode. This was so fun. Thank really you, enjoyed Kevin. it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, for our guests, is there any social media that you should follow you on or connect with you? Yes, we are on Instagram, um, majestic.interior.design, I believe. But then our, uh, our website is just majesticinteriordesign.com. So yes, feel free to find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Um, we show some of our artwork, our, our work that we've done. And then um, on Instagram, you'll see some stuff too. So absolutely, we'd love that. Awesome. And hey. all our listeners will definitely link that in the description so you can get in touch with Cheryl and it'd be amazing. So thank you so much for being on here. It was, we had a great discussion. I learned so much just from listening to you talk. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thanks for doing this for business owners. I think it's great. Absolutely. And finally, to all our listeners, if you guys have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach out to us at farfromnormalpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at farfromnormalpodcast. Our Twitter is at podcastfar. And yes, we will hopefully see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Next season. (laughs) Next season. See you soon.